But half the country doesn't care. Half the country wants to believe that Biden is doing a good job and he should get reelected because they want to believe that. They don't want to believe that Trump would be a good president. They don't. They hate him. They've been indoctrinated into, into hating him. And you see it every night. I mean, last night, the headline on ABC, and I always go after ABC because I think David Muir is a crock of living feces. I think he lies. I think his whole team lies. Night after night, they, they and be, by the way, my definition of lying is when you tell only half the story. And as I'm laying there in my bed, sweating like a pig, trying to figure out how I'm, if I'm going to die or not, I said, you know what, I, I we deserve this because we, uh, the Americans, can't handle liberty. And we want a paternalistic government that spoon feeds us whatever they think we want to hear. We want to feel, this is like, it truly is like 1984. Remember that scene in the movie, and I hope you've seen it, where they're sitting, they all eat in like a cafeteria, and there's one guy who's the neighbor of the main fellow, Winston Smith. And he's, he's so happy because he has extra chocolate. Because chocolate rations are up. And he is so happy that he's eating his porridge because, you know, if it wasn't for the government, he wouldn't have any food. And this is the mindset of, man, Orwell was a great writer. Uh, another uh, another example of um, misleading information. If you watched, were you a fan of Pee Wee Herman? I was not a fan of Pee Wee Herman. I thought he was okay. It was in the 80s, so I had young kids. They didn't watch him. But you would have thought he invented comedy or something by the way they portrayed him last night and the way they smoothed over his indiscretion of being caught playing with himself at a movie theater. I guess it's okay. Uh, all is forgiven. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, you know how it is. You, you sit there and you go, what is life all about? What are we doing? This uh, American system... It's an experiment. And we may not we may not succeed. If anything, the last 40 years have proven that Americans can't handle freedom or liberty. They don't know what to do with it or they do too much with it. You know, we don't know how to handle freedom. We now let children decide which sex they want to be. Is that liberty? That's liberty without license, which is ultimately suicidal. It's like giving a kid, a 14-year-old, the keys to your car and saying, hey, go have a good time. MSNBC is now touting that they should reintroduce the Patriot Act strictly to go after American citizens. You know, it's interesting. Today is the anniversary of the last entry of the Diary of Anne Frank, 1944, August 1st. I don't have the letter, but I'll tell you something. I've studied World War II. I studied Hitler's Germany during that period because there's a lesson there on how quickly things change. And the thing is, is the first thing they did, that's the Third Reich, the Nazi Party, 
the first thing they did was they started to demonize one particular subset of the population, uh, specifically the Jews. They made the Jews look dirty, scummy. They were the MAGA. I mean, I guess that's a loose comparison. But the point is that the government picks and chooses who the demons are and who the saints are. And it's not that difficult to have people turn against their neighbor. If you can convince them through propaganda that they are somehow dangerous to you or dangerous to democracy or dangerous to the, 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 the nation's existence, it's not that difficult to turn people against one another. They started to take away the bank accounts of the Jews. They moved them to places where they didn't have to be with the rest of society. They went to different schools, if they were even allowed to go to school. And in our situation, we have now some of our nation's biggest banks, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, are regularly working with the FBI to go after people who own guns or they espouse a certain political point of view. Whatever it is, they get demonized. They're getting demonized financially and socially. At least if I am watching the propaganda the right way, because every time they talk about no mention of the tens of thousands of throngs of people going after or going to the Trump rallies, no, no mention whatsoever, none. Because, see, that would mean that Trump is popular. And that maybe there's a movement going on. And maybe people are tired of the way that four years of, of Biden and his administration. Oh, and and, and to add misery to this, uh, the new Deputy Assistant Secretary of State is Victoria Newland. Victoria Newland. She is a warmonger. She will she will she is part of the military industrial complex. So don't look for an end to the war in Ukraine anytime soon. That thing's going to go on. And then there, was it uh, Oliver Stone? He says, oh boy, do I regret voting for, for Biden. Get ready for World War III. So, Michael, that's going to be joining us in a little bit. And we're going to go light. I think that's my whole point here is, is, I, is I think about how I felt knowing that I had a biologically produced weapon inside of my body that was causing my body to, sh to shut down. And I thought about how Moderna had applied for the mRNA vaccine a year before the vaccine. Uh, isn't that a coinkening? And as I thought about the condition of the world today because of poor leadership, I said, I can't fight this anymore. I'm just going to have to live the rest of my life knowing that these people are in charge. There's not a damn thing I'm going to do about it. And that's where we sit. Can you call it uh, giving up? No. I'm still going to try to speak out where I see injustice. I have a moral obligation to do that. And I hope that you're listening and I hope that you spread the word. We'll continue in just a moment. I'm Jim Watkins. You're listening to crntalk.com. We'll be right back.
Are you a big Star Wars fan? Well, I, I, I used to be. But boy, the, over the weekend as I'm laying there, profusely sweating from COVID, I did get a chance to watch the trilogy of uh, Phantom Menace. Uh, no, I don't think it was. It was uh, episodes four, five, and six, I think. Right? And then they did those after. No, I, I got that wrong. It started out with with four, five, and six. They picked up the story uh, with Luke Skywalker as a kid. And then when they came out with the next three installments, they went back in time and they sort of explained to us how the Empire uh, emerged from the Republic, uh, the Sith Lord and Anakin. Man, it was good writing. Good writing. I mean, and, and you know what? There's such a good sub subtext of, of particularly Revenge of the Sith. Did you watch that on TNT this weekend? Because there's a great line uh, from uh, Milady. What's her name? Natalie Portman's role. Anyway, and, and the Senate is voting to centralize all power and authority into the chancellor because the chancellor uh, declares that we're at war. And when you're at war, you have to consolidate power. Otherwise, you know, you're going to lose the war. And everybody's applauding that they made this decision to let the chancellor have all this assumed power. And then they change from the Republic to the Empire. And Natalie Boardman's character, and, and, and it's to a thundering r round of applause. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. It's, uh, I mean, that's pretty, uh, pretty forward thinking on the part of George Lucas who wrote that. Uh, it is so true. What we're seeing now is this marginalization of the right, and you've got the government now saying that everything is for our own safety and for our own good. Uh, and it, it, when I'm sitting there watching it this weekend, I thought, that's where we're at right now. We are willing to trade safety for liberty. And you know the expression. The punchline is, if you are willing to trade your liberty for safety, you, de you deserve neither. Other quote, once you lose liberty, you never get it back. And we're losing it every single day. Sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's subtle. You might get canceled from your bank. Your bank might write you a note and say, you know what? You're an activist. We don't, we don't agree with your politics. Well, how would you know the politics? Well, they might have a team of people who scour the Internet looking for tweets or Facebook posts. Oh, we don't like that guy. Uh, so it's frightening. It's frightening to me because nobody seems to want to do anything about it. Somebody made a good point that all these people that are going to Trump rallies, what do you think the chances are that someone has surveillance, that the government isn't out there looking for MAGA extremists? That's what they call them, MAGA extremists. And you've got half the country saying, oh, that's okay with me. I don't mind. I hate MAGA extremists. That's the point I'm trying to make. First, you turn people against one another, you demonize them, you make them seem as, if you remember in Nazi Germany, the Jews were diseased, they were just portrayed as the worst kind, uh, second-class citizens, don't go near them, you might get sick, remember, don't go near them, they're not wearing a mask, 
Uh, these are just thoughts that you have <laughs> when you're infected by a bio-weapon. Bio <laughs> Let's see here. Did you know that August is American Adventures Month? It's also Black Business Month. It's Boomers Making a Difference Month. Children's Eye Health and Safety Month. Children's Vision and Learning Month. Get Ready for Kindergarten Month. Happiness Happens Month. International EFT Tapping Month. International Immunization Awareness Month. International Pirate Month. National Minority Donor Awareness Month. National Spinal Muscular Atrophy Awareness Month. <laughs> uh, let's see. National uh, Read a Romance Month. What Will Be Your Legacy Month? Oh, my God. God, who has time to sit around and come up with all this stuff? Saturday, August 12th, National Garage Sale Day. Be an Angel Day. Boy, we're, you know, we're always so busy coming up with days, aren't we? Anyway, what else is going on in this crazy world? And that's just a uh, tip of the iceberg. Welcome to August. Uh, let's see here. What else is going on? Uh, there was another story that, that caught my eye. Let me pull it up here. It was a good story. Uh, did I talk about Oliver Stone? How he said he regretted voting for, for Biden? He says that we could be heading towards World War III. Hollywood director Oliver Stone criticized President Biden on Friday and said he made a mistake voting for him. Stone is known for directing movies such as JFK, Born on the Fourth of July. He was on Russell Brand's podcast. I like Russell. Uh, he said that um, if we don't stop what Biden is doing, we'll all be in World War III. So, uh, let's see what else is going on. There was that story. Where is it? Uh, I got too many. Attempt to do what now? Attempt to reinstate pilots fired over COVID-19. Failed in Congress. 83 House Republicans voted against the measure. 83 House Republicans voted against a measure that would have required commercial airlines receiving federal money to reinstate pilots who were fired for not complying with a federal COVID-19 vaccine mandate and that has been since ruled illegal. Among them were eight Republicans who opposed the measure from Texas, a state that has consistently fought federal mandates. A federal judge was the first to rule the Biden administration's federal vaccine mandates was illegal. Locking it in January 22. Uh, the amendment failed by a vote of 20, 294 to 141. Republicans voted with all Democrats to defeat it. So that was part of the problem we were having during, I think it was July 4th. Uh, we're still not, we're, we still don't have the amount of pilots because a lot of them were let go because they wouldn't get a vaccine. So... So it looks like we're still going to be a little short on pilots. What else is going on here? Japanese. There's a good story about this. Guy shows up. He identifies as a dog. Uh, he paid $16,000 to turn himself into a dog. He goes by the name of Toko. Uh, he first took his public stroll since his $16,000 transformation into a rough collie. <laughs> Toko's grand public appearance was captured in a video shared on Friday on his YouTube channel, which has now amassed over 31,000 subscribers. The video was originally shot last year during an interview with 
German TV RTL. Boy, that's insanity. See, I think you could tell how society is going by the craziest among us. Uh, identifies as a dog. I mean, you can't argue against him. I mean, why not? If a person wants to argue, if, if a person wants to uh, say they're a dog, I mean, who, who am I to stop them, right? Hey, guess who's coming up? I'm going to talk to Michael Letts, investusa.org, about guns. I also want to get into this case about the woman who was charged with murder for killing her neighbor. I want to talk about that. That's an interesting story that the media once again has told us only half the story. We'll be right back. Jim Watkins here. And, uh, you know, I think I, I, I just had it. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, he said, Jim, you know, you seem like, like, uh, you know, when you were young, you were happy-go-lucky, you were uh, joking all the time and everything. What happened? And I said, I'll tell you what happened. COVID happened. I don't, I don't think that we have recovered, nor will we recover. The, the Chinese were brilliant. They're brilliant. Now, I don't think that they meant to have the COVID-19 accidentally leak from the lab. I think they had other plans for it. There were early reports. If you remember, just prior to COVID, there was another big thing going on in the world where China had recently taken over Hong Kong. And Hong Kong was transitioning from an open, free democracy and they were slowly morphing into what it is now, which is a totalitarian state. But it was at that point, just before COVID came out, and the pandemic started to really rev up, that Hong Kong protesters were hitting the streets. They were out there. They were fighting. They were waving American flags. And the Chinese were trying to develop a aerosolized chemical which would induce, um, what's the word where they, when you don't want somebody to, you want them to be passive. They were trying to come up with some sort of an aerosolized way of making people more uh, compliant. And I remember reading about this early on. And so they were already looking for a way to take out their enemy through a bioweapon. And we know from all of the reports that it put out that there was a lot of money being funded to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, some of it coming from NIH. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has been with the NIH for, I didn't realize this, but he is the one that was responsible for the lowering of the autism spectrum. And by lowering the autism spectrum, it actually allowed more people to qualify for certain therapeutics, i.e. drugs, from Big Pharma. Dr. Fauci was responsible for that. Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates were responsible for a, a study on hydroxychloroquine, which they conducted, they conducted, because at the time Trump was saying that he saw great promise in hydroxychloroquine, and so to rebuke or re- 
rebut him, rebuke was probably, they, Bill Gates, this is all outlined in Robert F. Kennedy's The Real Anthony Fauci, if you want to read a good book. But you're not going to like what I have to say. Because what he did was, or Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci, is they upped the, the amount of dosage of hydroxychloroquine three times higher than what would be a considered a safe dose. And they took a bunch of Africans and they injected their arms and they killed them to show, just because they wanted to show that the only antidote was a vaccine. This is the only reason why, even today, we went to get Paxlovid because when my wife came down with it, she called the doctors, oh, go get some Paxlovid. And then a few hours later, somebody called, left a message, by the way, there's only been one case where somebody went blind. She thought that was weird. So needless to say, but on the packaging of Paxlovid, it says EUA. Now, what is EUA? EUA is when the government can issue an emergency authorization use of a vaccine or some sort of a therapy if you can prove that there's no other therapy that can do it. So once you can show that there's no other alternative, then you can get authorized to distribute whatever it is, whatever therapy. So they, and Dr. Peter McCulloch and Dr. Robert Malone and others, Corey, they've all said that to this day, ivermectin is still the best remedy for COVID. And by the way, every month I give my dog a little bit of ivermectin. Did you know that? Here it is. Right here. Right here. I got it right here. Yep, here it is. Guard. It says it right on the front of the box. Ivermectin Peronto. I'm thinking of taking a Oh, no, I'm just, um, I wouldn't recommend that. I might start itching. I might start being like Seinfeld, <laughs> Kramer, <laughs> chasing cats. But the point is, is that ivermectin is something that in India they take, and also in, in sub parts of Africa, uh, they take it to fight all kinds of diseases like malaria. But it's not legal in the United States for humans to take. Remember the big controversy, Joe Rogan took ivermectin and they were calling it, uh, they were accusing him of taking horse medicine. But it just goes to show you. So when people say, well, when did you start becoming so, you know, serious? I say, well, you know, when the government lies to you because they've been involved in something. I mean, it's it's getting more and more clear that they, they all, they, they produced, a va- they produced a virus so that they could reverse engineer it and create an mRNA vaccine so that they could then try this mRNA vaccine on everyone and think that they have the solution. They wanted to come up with a solution so that no matter what other kind of virus that could come out, we would be able to immediately reverse engineer it and would have an mRNA vaccine. And now we're finding out there's all kinds of... I have to go to open VARES. I'll do that while I'm talking. Uh, there are all kinds of uh, things out there that can, can get you. 2,501,000 reports of ad- adverse events in VARES. Uh, the death rate as of July 21st 
35,000 deaths from the vaccines, 206,000 hospitalizations, miscarriages, 5,000, heart attacks, 20,000, myocarditis, uh, 20,000, 27,000, 67,000 people permanently disabled, 15,000 people with shingles. It just... But when I found out that the government was lying to me and they were acting as if this was all... Remember the bat, the the wet market theory? When, you know, when, when, when people lie, that's when you start to have doubts. And people are human. I mean, you know, look, they thought it would be a good idea. You know, there's a new tick. There was reported on my local news, not on the national news, but there was a tick that apparently if you get bit by it, it gets into your bloodstream and it, and it makes you allergic to red meat. Did you hear about that? It's a tick. And it's only in some parts of the country. But if you get a tick bite and then you eat meat, you will have an allergic reaction. Now, let me ask you something. Does that not sound like something that would have been produced in the lab from the Bill and Melinda Gates? Because they want everybody off of meat. They want to convert us all. They think cows and flatulence and... And red meat is just bad for you. So they're going to tell us, this is, this is why I love these people so much, they're going to tell us what we should eat. They're looking out for us. They care about our, you know, because they honestly believe that methane and, and, and cows uh, are causing global warming. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty ridiculous to me. I mean, so rather than, I'm not saying that I believe that Bill Gates geoengineered a tick, but hell, they're geoengineering viruses. Why not come up with a way of getting people sick so that they never want to eat red meat again? Problem solved. So that's what they do. That's what the people in power do. Uh, so a couple of news items coming up in particular. Remember the woman you've been hearing about her? I think it's outside of Atlanta, maybe Tennessee or somewhere. And she, the kid had neighbors, or, or the, the the woman in the home had neighbors, and these kids were always playing in their yard. And apparently there was some sort of confrontation. And we'll get to all that with Michael Letts in a little bit here. So, so stay tuned, and we'll get to the bottom of that story because there's something missing. And I want to get Michael Letts' opinion on it when we come back. He's like family now. I'm, of course, talking about Michael Letts, InvestUSA CEO, and that's investusa.org. He does a mighty fine job of making sure our law enforcement are protected with bulletproof vests. If that's something that you think you can be involved with, then I invite you to go and join Michael Letts in that endeavor, investusa.org. Now, he is a law enforcement officer, former um, military it's, you weren't, uh, let me see if I get this right. Were you, were you in special forces, right? That's correct. Special mm-hmm. forces. That's special. I mean, that means you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you well, <laughs> put it this way. In the old days, Jim, we called it Green Berets. We still do, but most people oh, now switch to the title of special forces. I see. And most of your work is done at night. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, here's where a lot of this work happens. Of course, a lot of it is, is used with uh, other units, 
for special uh, extractions or for advanced teams. But also, we have our three-letter agencies, talking about the CIA, that unfortunately plans a lot of things, but they don't have the uh, resources to implement them, so they borrow from the military to uh, do the missions that they have planned. I see. Okay. What was the closest, and I'm just curious, and I have to ask this question because I'm just a curious guy, was there ever a time where your life was, was that close to ending? Uh, quite a few times. I can't count how many. Ooh. Um, well, yeah. What was the most dangerous we place that you went? Than, we brought more than one back in a body bag. I can promise you really? that. Were you ever curious? My, 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 uh, my position as the uh, leader was first in, last out, and never leave a man behind. Right, which is not the current state. Uh, not at all. The current state with this commander in chief, I don't know what it is. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing to me. Yeah, he just appointed John Q. Brown, I think, no, Charles Brown, to head the uh, Air Force. And his first speech, he said, there aren't enough African Americans in the Air Force, and I plan on changing that. So it has yeah, you know, nothing to do with merit. Jim, yeah. Is we are so concerned, talking about with this administration, of woke policies, making sure that we allow transgenders or that we allow them to wear makeup or uh, have their hair. We are not concerned about being forced, what we call force ready, protection ready. And uh, that's going to come back to bite us because we cannot sustain even one theater of war right now with the condition we're in. Well, I appreciate your service to this country, Michael. Uh, you put your life on the line. My honor. Yeah. But it's unfortunate that, you know, it is your, it's an honor when the country that you're fighting for or defending is upholding, uh, you know, is true, is a true beacon of morality for the rest of the world to follow. I mean, we've been the beacon on the hill for a long time. And uh, now I'm starting, yeah, in the past. I don't know how we're going to regain our stature, but, but over the weekend, a lot of crime uh, story, a lot of shootings. What's going on in our country? Why are why are so many mass shootings? Well, I will tell you this. Here, it's all part of an orchestrated movement, and uh, this is not by happenstance. It is we've gotten more shootings than we've ever had, but it's not that we've never had shootings in the past. Is what we have is we have an administration that is determined to support um, defunding the police, Black Lives Matter. You know, it's interesting. You'll see a, a release from me on this, Jim. We have tracked the uh, money from Black Lives Matter, not just to George Soros, but to a few other billionaires. And here's what they did. They have created security companies, okay? And we now have more security officers than we have law enforcement officers in this country. And here's what they did. They created, they, they spent hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars back in Black Lives Matter, defund the police. And then when it got to the point, which is what's happened in Portland, to where businesses are just leaving by the droves, people are rushing, trying to get out of there to save their own lives. They come in and say, look, law enforcement can't handle it. But if you want to hire us, we'll provide you private protection. And they're making a killing off of it at the expense of the average citizen and taxpayers, which is just sickening, quite frankly, uh, Jim. But back to your question, the reason you're seeing so many shootings is we're reaping 
what has been a well-orchestrated movement. Defunding the police, we no longer have law enforcement available. A threat by the media that anybody carrying a firearm must be crazy and deserves to be immediately assumed that you're guilty, even if you're using it to defend yourself until proven innocent. Of course, we saw a recent case of that over the weekend. Uh, the uh, lady who uh, was um, approached by a neighbor, and it made it sound like it was a racial issue when it was not. The uh, lady was just basically losing it and attacking and trying to break into her home, and she was felt threatened and uh, fired to be able to defend herself, as every American has the right to do. And now you have liberal prosecutors that have issued an indictment, and, uh, of course, the media has played that up, so the ability for her to get a fair trial in that area yeah. is virtually impossible. And we see that all over the place, Jim. We see the uh, hand between an administration that is determined to destroy law enforcement. And why do they want to do that? It's very simple, Jim, because of the fact that if I can convince you, Jim, that law enforcement can't do the job and your life is in danger and you're living in fear every day, you don't want to go to the mall, you don't want to go grocery shopping, then I come back to you and say, look, your local law enforcement can't can't fix this because they're the ones that put you in this mess to begin with. But we can as a federal government. And they've already said what their solution is. Guns cause the problem. They don't say the people shooting the gun cause the problem. They just say guns cause the problem. So put us in charge of a national police force, and we're going to make you feel feel good about yourself again, Jim. We're going to make you feel safe. Yeah. And what they will do is they will come in and confiscate every weapon. Now, once they have the weapons from law-abiding citizens, then there is nothing to stop them from implementing any policy they want. If you don't like it, Jim, you either comply or face whatever consequences they decide they want to give you. And you have no recourse to be able to do anything otherwise. That's their goal and objective. That's what communism is. That's what tyranny is. That's what dictatorship is. They want to do that because you remember the philosophy for communism. When you look at their manifesto, is world dominance. And we happen to be not just standing in the way. We're a superpower. We're a big problem for world uh, dominance of communism. So eliminate the America and they've got everything they want. I'm so glad you brought that up. There was this report. Actually, the testimony of FBI Director Chris Ray admitted that they work with banks now, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and they get provided information on gun owners, uh, people that may, uh, well, just basically people that may go against the grain on woke issues, ESG, people that might be on their Internet, Facebook, now the government, our government, is working with our financial institutions to weed out people, shut them off, turn off their finances, turn off their credit cards. God knows what it does to their... This is social credit. This is the social credit score system that we heard about in China 10 years ago. We said, oh, that'll never happen here. And now, you know, now it's here. And what are we going to do about it? What can we do about it? Well, it gets back to the issue you and I have talked about on your show, and I'm so proud of what you do, Jim. I thank you so much in advance for what you're doing to defend liberty and freedom in this country. Is that we have got to the point, we have an administration, it's clear, after Devin's testimony yesterday and, and countless other things, it's not just the administration that is corrupt, talking about Joe and Hunter, but it's the people that he have placed in cabinet positions, DOJ, FBI. They have gone so far as to not just try to protect 
their quote-unquote boss, but they're willing to commit felonies. When you have a top law enforcement agency, you don't get any higher than the Department of Justice. That's the very top, whose director, the attorney general, is committing felonies by obstruction of justice and perjury. The director of the FBI is committing perjuries by signing warrants and affidavits to the FISA court that they know are lies. They've already been proven long before they get there, but defending them as as being the truth. We have gotten to such a point now, the only way that we're going to be able to restore justice is we have to demand a military tribunal. And if a military tribunal, our Congress is too weak to demand a military tribunal, then I believe you will see either an American, second American revolution, or we will collapse, one of the two. Did you find it interesting? I want to get back to that in just a second because I think you're absolutely right. Um, but did you find it interesting the Department of Justice denied Robert F. Kennedy special protections? Oh, I do. Uh, and without merit, without cause. Anybody has the uh, necessity for additional protection is Robert F. Kennedy, not because of the, what's happened to his uh, father and to his uncle, uh, the president, John F. K but because of the fact that he is also part of exposing the corruption within government and the government's total determination to censor and to control and to force compliance. That's what I want your listeners to understand. We're at a point we've never been in our history. America, there are people in America who have ascended to high and powerful positions who are determined to force your compliance with whatever it is they feel is in your best interest. And that is tyranny, and that is socialism and communism. And they're not just floating an idea anymore, Jim. They have determined that they will succeed or die trying. Now, the question is to your listeners today, is freedom worth dying for to you? Or have we gotten to the point we're so complacent that, well, I don't want that, but if that's the way it has to be, I'll take it. I'm not in that position. Freedom is worth dying for. Michael, let's invest USA. CEO, I want you to go to their website. Also go to michaelletz.com for information on how you can get involved and help support his projects, investusa.org. Michael Letts, I appreciate you stopping by, and I look forward to our next conversation. Looking forward to it, Jim. God bless you. God bless America. And let me make one final statement. You can see we are making a tremendous difference. People are beginning to question. They're beginning to demand answers. He calls us to make sure we provide them. God bless you. And have a great day. Thank you. Michael Letts. Speaking out America, until next time, thank you again for stopping by.